are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Ben Kaspic of Locked On Giants here. We're going to do a quick recap of last night's game, talk about the rest of the series, and then we're doing our NL All-Star selections just for position players, though. We're picking who should be in the starting lineup and who should be a reserve. But first... This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this weekend after the D-backs win. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. At Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, let's get into those NL All-Star selections. All right. Back on another crossover with Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants. He's becoming a fan favorite, I think, on this pod. I think the D-backs listeners love a little Ben. Ben, say what's up to the fans out there that are happy to see you back. What's up, guys? I'm really sorry about the D-backs. Um, my goodness, we did not expect them to be this bad. We thought the Giants and the D-backs were going to compete for that third place spot, but we've been pretty wrong so far about exactly how this season was going to go. Oh. But anyway... It's good to be with you again. I always enjoy talking with you. Yeah, back on our crossover a few months ago, right before the season, we definitely thought our teams were going to be vying for third. I mean, we both had our biases. You thought the Giants were going to be third. I thought the D-backs. But we both clearly, I think everyone in the division thought the Rockies were going to be the worst team. And the D-backs right now are getting smoked by the Rockies in the standings. The Rockies are six games ahead of the D-backs right now. And it just all falling apart. And last night was just, you know, a big culmination of what you can see what the issues are with the D-backs right now because they're, rotation is pretty injured they have like five starters out they just placed taylor clark uh, i think like 30 minutes ago on the injured list he's one of our long relievers bullpen guys so the d-backs rotation is severely hurt got matt peacock on the mound last night and he was walking a tightrope early in that game i mean i think he had bases loaded in the first he had two on in the second somehow he's able to escape from it but the giants in the third where brandon bell double was able to get to him he got brandon crawford home run he gave up 10 hits across just five innings 90 plus pitches uh, i mean what did you see from your boys as they attacked my guy on the mound all night well, from the Giants' perspective, this was a game where the offense was just trying to break through because they just got done playing a four-game series in Washington, D.C., where they scored a total of three runs in the entire series. Mm. Somehow, they managed to split the four-game series, scoring only three runs, which is kind of a miracle. But then, so they kind of came into last night feeling the pressure offensively. So they did put the pressure on uh, Peacock, but they weren't able to break through for a while. And, and like you said, he had given up like 10 hits and only one run or, or something like that. And then eventually they broke through with Brandon Crawford 
hitting the home run and then late in the game, they tacked on a few more. So that was kind of the way I saw it from the Giants perspective was just the offense. There was a lot of pressure and it felt like they came up a little tight mm-hmm. early in the game when they were putting guys on base. But eventually, if you just keep setting the table, eventually someone's going to come through. And that's eventually what happened, thankfully, from the Giants perspective. Yeah, and the D-backs, I mean, Carson Kelly would try and be a one-man crew out there. He had an RBI double and a home run in that game. I mean, after the first wave of balloting uh, for the All-Star game, Carson Kelly wasn't on there. I think he fell a little snub last night, so he had to make a statement. And we're going to get into our our NL All-Star selections pretty soon, and you might see a little Carson Kelly on my ballot, but we'll save that for later. But, yeah, last night's game. uh, And then you had Stefan crying come in late. This guy was our closer last season. He was pretty good, and he gave up two earned runs, and he was pretty good recently. But now in today's game, we're going to have Alex Young, I believe, making his first start of the season. And he's actually been the best D-backs reliever out the bullpen recently. Only one earned run allowed over his last six innings pitch. So we'll see what he can do tonight. He's not really an overpowering kind of guy. He's a low 90s fastball kind of guy. So he's going to really have to locate and command his pitches. But what can you tell me anything about the guy who's going for the Giants tonight? Because I'm seeing right now on MLB.com, Zach Little says his second start of the for the Giants this season. Is that true? His second start this year? Yeah, so he's actually a reliever. This is kind of an opener situation tonight with mm. Latell. He's he last time out, uh, well, well, actually, the last time Sammy Long pitched long relief or the bulk innings kind of guy. It was opened by Zach Littell. So that's what you're going to see tonight. Again, you're going to see Littell probably go one inning, and then you're going to enter Sammy Long, who's kind of new to the league. Actually, he is new to the league. He made his major league debut in his last appearance, which was about a week ago against the Rangers. And my goodness, did he look good. There's a reason that they've promoted him. Uh, He was just dominating in the minor leagues. He's someone they kind of picked up off the scrap heap, minor league free agent. And he just has featured really dominant kind of strikeout type stuff. And that's what he did against the Rangers in his major league debut. He's a lefty. He has a pretty good fastball and he has a really big uh, wipeout kind of curveball. Also throws a changeup. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see from the Giants perspective if he can keep that going like he was able to do against the Rangers. I would say, you know, it was just the Rangers, but tonight, no offense, but it's just the D-backs. It's a team that you expect to go out and do well against. That said, I do have respect for a lot of go- guys in that D-backs lineup. Carson Kelly, mm-hmm. Cattell Marte, uh, Eduardo Escobar, in, in some respects, is having a good year also. So that it's a pretty good lineup. And I just got to say, I, don't, I think at the end of the year, you're going to see the Rockies in last place, and you're going to see the D-backs probably in fourth place. At this point, it seems like it would be tough for them to do better than that, but... I just got to say, I just, I still have respect for a lot of the guys on that D-backs team. Well, the D-backs appreciate your respect, Ben. And <laughs> Escobar, yeah, he's having a pretty intriguing season because he's batting like 220. His OBP is like 290, but he, he's one of the league leaders in home runs, uh, at least at his position. He's got like 15. He's like one of the league leaders in RBI. So yeah, in some respects, he's having a pretty good season. But the only thing that scares me when you say the D-backs are going to be in fourth place 
is that MLB trade deadline? Because half these dudes might not be on the team after the deadline. Escobar might not be there. There's a lot of talks with David Peralta. I mean, you got Cole Calhoun, you got Christian Walker, Stephen Vogt, all these aging veterans uh, that are on the wrong side of 30. I could definitely see the D-backs moving them. And one guy who you're going to see in tomorrow's game as the starter, Merrill Kelly, I mean, he could be someone's fifth starter in a rotation for a contender if they just want some extra depth. So, well, we'll see what happens at the deadline. But why won't the Giants just start Sammy Long if Littell's only going to go out an inning? Why do the one inning thing and then bring in a long reliever if he's going to, you know, pitch four to five innings? Ben and I will give you our NL All-Star picks, but first, this episode is brought to you by Lockroom. Lockroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked on Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Lockroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations around the league. You'll find fans just like you on Lockroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast through our Lockroom conversations. Be sure to join me this weekend as I'll be going live after the D-backs win. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me, at Miller Thomas, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this weekend after the D-backs win. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on your preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first 5000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. Let's get back into our selections. It's a good question, and it's one that they haven't explicitly answered. But I would I would say that it's probable that the idea is that they don't want him to face the top of the lineup to start the game. And so he gets to come in, especially against a team like the D-backs that may be a little top-heavy with some of those hitters like Cattell Marte. The bottom half of the lineup is a little more, you know, a- easily able to navigate you you get what i'm saying say with your chest ben just say it they're not good ben just say with your chest you know they are though right there's some guys down there who are pretty like yeah uh i always say his name wrong paven smith yeah paven you got it paven yeah so he's he's hanging out at the bottom of the bottom of the lineup but he's a lefty right so that mm-hmm. actually is is a decent 
matchup for the lefty Sammy Long. So the idea, I think, is that he gets to start against a weaker part of the lineup. And then when he flips over and faces the top of the lineup, it's not the second time he's facing them. It's only the first time. So I don't know. To me, it can be a little cute. Like, why not just start him? I, I see your point there. But it worked out pretty darn well last time. They didn't allow a hit until the last battery faced in like the fifth or sixth inning. So it worked out last time. Zach Littell has been one of the Giants' better relievers. So you feel pretty good about him in that first inning. First inning historically in baseball is a top scoring inning in the game. It no runs, no more runs are scored in any other inning than the first. So I think that's kind of the idea. But if he's so good, shouldn't he be able to to get through it? So I, I see your point, but I don't know. I don't know. If I could ask Gabe Kapler, I would. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great question to ask him. And you won't catch me disrespecting Paven Smith out here because I love the guy. He's like top seven in batting average in the National League. He doesn't have a lot of power, but that dude's going to be batting close to 300 by the end of the season. I mean, first round pick a couple years ago, I think in 2017. So uh, he still got a lot of potential. We, we still got love for Paven Smith over here. Trust me, you'll never catch me clowning Paven Smith. Now, some of the other guys on the D-backs, you might catch me ripping on the right day if you're listening to the podcast. But Let's get into the NL All-Star selections because the D-backs are probably, we'll see, they're probably going to lose tonight. And uh, if I had to bet, they're probably going to take the all-time record for road losing streaks with a sweep here against the San Francisco Giants. I mean, I just pretty much expect these games to be losses nowadays. I mean, anytime the D-backs win, I'm like, wow, that, that was a surprising victory right there because it doesn't happen too often. So they come far in few and far between something like that you guys know the phrase so let's get into these nl all-star selections because i don't want to talk anymore about the d-backs until they take the record so let's get into these all-star selections and i want to start with your catcher ben i i have a feeling i already know who you're gonna have as a starting catcher in the national league and i probably agree with you but who do you think is a starting national league catcher for the all-star game you know, this actually ends up being one of the more competitive spots out there. Mm. But of course, as the Giants host, I do have to go with a guy who very legitimately deserves to be the pick, at least at this point, right? There is a month left until the actual all-star game. And I saw you noted on Twitter that your picks might change between now and then. And I totally agree. I'm, it, June is a little early to be able to do this. But anyway, mm. the guy for me is, of course... Gerald Dempsey Buster Posey, who is having, you know, I'm trying to pull up the numbers here, but maybe I don't even need to pull them up. He's just having clearly his best season in a long time. He's turned back the clock, looking like his old MVP self. He's driving the ball, hitting for power like he hasn't in a very long time. So it's obviously refreshing for Giants fans to see. Yes, he's been there before. But he's deserving. It is not a homer pick. My guy is Posey. Okay, and I couldn't disagree with you. Yeah, I wrote down some numbers here. I think he's tied for the lead in home runs with Wilson Contreras at 11, a 329, 400, 571 slash line, only 31 strikeouts in 45 games. I mean, Posey has definitely turned back the clock this season. So you got no disagreements from me over here. I thought that was actually a pretty easy pick for me. We might disagree on who the reserve is. I might have a little bias in that answer, but let's move to the next position and let's see who you think should be the starting first baseman in the national league. I've got Max Muncie and this was a tough one for me in a way, because, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people listening who are thinking, how can you possibly vote for a Dodger? You know, as a giants fan, 
but I tend to not bring that into my all-star voting. And Muncie, as I try to pull up the numbers here, it was I had to look into where does this guy play? Because as you know, Muncie moves around the diamond. But this year, he's only played first and second, and he's primarily played first base. He's played more than twice the innings at first than he has at second. And to me, it's kind of an easy call when you look at who the National League first basemen are. Muncie has a kind of ridiculous 418 on base percentage, 19% walk rate, hitting for power, 264 isolated power, 14 home runs. He is currently injured and he could miss a bunch of time. And that's how these types of things can change. But, you know, this is actually kind of a down position right now with, um, Freeman and Rizzo kind of underperforming their extremely lofty expectations, at least to this point. Again, it could all change, but for now, I've got Max Muncy. Yeah, that was probably my biggest takeaway when doing the first baseman. I was like, these candidates this year really aren't putting up all-star numbers. Like, I chose Max Muncy as well, my first baseman, but trying to select a reserve because for my reserves, I want to have at least one backup at each position. And you don't actually have to do that for the reserves. You could literally just have one catcher on your team and no backup catchers I'm pretty sure but I want to have at least one backup player at every position and looking at the reserves I was like Max Muncy's clearly the starter but it was actually pretty tough to pick a reserve and we'll talk about the reserves in a little bit but yeah I agree with you on Max Muncy he was the only first baseman with an OPS above 900 and 946 I mean he's top three in runs and RBIs and home runs so he's pretty much you know golden in every category as a first baseman. So yeah, there, there's no disagreement there. We might have a disagreement on the reserve, but not the first baseman. Ben and I will continue our all-star selections, but first you guys need to go to bet online because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at bet online. Here are the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BattleLine on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, promo code Locked On. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Uh, we can check in a minute, but... He's got a 394 on base percentage. Yes, a lot of that is driven by a pretty high average on balls in play. But overall, he's just been phenomenal. And he also plays 
a decent second base. You got to give a pirate a spot on this <laughs> roster. And I think, you know, Albies, Albies is a very good player, but to me, just, you know, I like, I want to see Adam Frazier make that all-star team. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Adam Frazier, I gave heavy consideration to, but when we do the reserves, you, I think I left Adam Frazier off my reserves and I chose two second basemen. I chose two reserves, two second basemen and Adam Frazier wasn't one of them. I'll give my reasoning when we get there, but it, it was a close one. I think second baseman might've been one of the most loaded positions when looking at it. And Adam Frazier, he had that great slash line, but I'll get more into the analysis later, but he just, that, that was one of the toughest ones for me was actually Adam Frazier. He just missed the cut for me, but you're starting third baseman in the national league. Who do you believe it is? Starting third baseman in the national league. I went kind of with a classic here. I went with Nolan Arenado mm. and this was another one that was tough for me. I wanted to put Chris Bryant here, but I just could not given that he's played much more in the outfield this mm. year. I can't, I can't take away from somebody who plays third base every day and give that spot to someone who doesn't play there nearly as often. I just can't do it. And so, I mean, I'm sure as you know, Nolan Arenado has tortured the giants. And I'm uh, like, I'm saying I'm, he probably did it to the diamondbacks as well. I have a ton of respect for the way that he plays the game. He's just all out all the time. Love the defense. Just love the, the fiery competitor inside Nolan Arenado. And I just want to see him at the all-star game. And I think he's deserving. Uh, when I look at the numbers, just, just kind of rock solid uh, hitting for power, even outside of Colorado. And for a power hitter, he doesn't strike out 14% strikeout rate with the defense. And just with being Nolan Arenado, I got him as my starter there. Who do you have though? I'm very curious. Yeah. Arenado, uh, he just missed it for me. I gave heavy consideration. There was three guys I heavily considered for starting a third baseman, Justin Turner, Nolan Arenado, and Austin Riley, actually. And I ended up going with Justin Turner because he was top three in home runs with 12, fifth in ribbies. He led them in walks, which I think was a big indicator for me. He's always on base, led them in runs as well, led all third basemen in runs. And he had a pretty good average, 278 average, 853 OPS. So he had a lot of the good counting stats. And I think Nolan Arenado, I just have such a high expectation for him. And so because his numbers were similar to Justin Turner, and I thought Turner just I, Nolan Arenado definitely has better defense, but I thought Turner was having a little bit, a little bit better of an offensive season. So I think I'm going to put him as my starter, but those two right there were really close. And even Austin Riley, I had to look at 10 times as well, because I, I think all three of those are pretty much in the same boat. So if you chose any of them as your starter, I don't think you would have been wrong there. I think the easiest one to the easiest position to pick might've been shortstop. I mean, Fernando Tatis, I assume you have that same answer. I mean, 987 OPS, 19 home runs and 13 stolen bases. I mean, you could pretty much stop there without naming anything else. Yeah. So this is where some people are going to be upset, but I, mm. you know, I did not go with Fernando Tatis. Wow. I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why, because he is obviously the best shortstop in the national league. Like he is the guy he's going to get the most votes. I don't know. Is, is, is he leading right now? Or is it someone like Acuna? I think that is that it is Tatis, but the, my rationale here is that I know Tatis is going to win as he should, but I'm 
I'm a Giants person. And <laughs> the thing is, Brandon Crawford in the first update came in fourth behind the likes of Javier Baez and Corey Seager. Now, Crawford is just flat out having a better season than Javier Baez. It's kind of indisputable. And Corey Seager is injured and he's going to miss a lot of time. He has missed a lot of time and he's going to continue to miss some time. Crawford, on the other hand, I mean, kind of under the radar and he did it to the D-backs last night. He, he's got 15 home runs on the season, which is up there among the league leaders. As I glance through, it looks like it's second behind only Tatis among all shortstops in baseball. And Crawford, 15 home runs is the, is already the second most he's ever hit in a season. We've got like a hundred games left. And so he's very much having a rebound year, like not even just a rebound year. He's having an all-star caliber year, 341 on base, 545 slugging, two, uh, 289 isolated power, which is just kind of a crazy number. It's a slugging minus batting average. And it's, it's just really good. So he, and his defense has been phenomenal as it, often is so the reason is Tatis is going to win anyway and and he he does not belong fourth he probably belongs second maybe third I don't know there's probably somebody else you could throw in there in that conversation but I just had to I had to go with my guy here okay respect to your guy respect to your guy I'll give you a, a little hint or not a hint I guess a, a sneak peek I put Crawford as a reserve so he's on my all-star ballot that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Shout out to Ben Kaspik for hopping on today. And remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Host Peter Paskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And be on the lookout for part two tomorrow where we continue giving our selections. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and see you all tomorrow. Deuces!